0: Coming up on this week's episode, we review the games from this weekend. Have Liverpool won the title as Man City, Leicester, and Chelsea all failed to win? We look at the EFL action and can Yeovil grab a win in the National League? Pete has another teaser. Let's keep it easy this week, Pete. I have more wonders of white and we look to see if Hayden knocked Adam off the top spot in predictions. So let's get started. (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 18 of You From The Sidelog Podcast. It's Chris here and Liam is back. Hello, Liam. Hello, Chris. How are you?
1: I'm all right. Thank you, Liam. Um, yourself? Yeah, not too bad. A little bit better uh, result for us. So I've been a bit happier this week. Not not me, mate, I'm
0: afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's another sore one for me this weekend. But the um, there is obviously Premier League Games... Uh, going on tonight, um, the Chelsea Arsenal game is currently on the TV. So, apologies if you hear some cheering or jeering. Um, that will be me. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you can uh, bounce back and get three points tonight. So we'll uh, we'll see how that one goes. We'll, uh, we'll uh, I'm sure you'll know what the score is by the end of the pod anyway. <clears throat> so, uh, Pete. Please make this teaser very easy for us as you're currently 8 to our 4.5. So what have you got this week? Since the Premier League started, which player is Northern Ireland's top scorer in the Premier League? Okay. Um, Northern Ireland scorer in the Premier League. Whew.
1: I think, I think I've got an idea.
0: So you got an idea. I've got I, an idea, but... Not sure. I
1: think I've seen this before. I think this, this oh. is something I've either watched or something before. No, that's
0: good. Because that's happened to us before where he's given us one and I've actually researched it um, before. And uh, I've actually given the same teaser to Rich in the last series. So <laughs> it can happen. So uh, hopefully,
1: hopefully I've not just completely blow my own trumpet and well, i have no idea now. yeah and so for, awfully wrong so just an
0: update on last week um liam actually did get the correct um score on the teaser unfortunately he was uh he was blindsided by me by telling him he should always add on a couple of points so uh probably should go with what you're uh, what you're gonna say this week anyway so uh sorry about that
1: apology accepted it's fine
0: so we'll, we'll move into the uh, the Premier League review. Um, lots to talk about, but we'll start at probably what was the biggest game of the weekend, so the Liverpool-Man United game. Um, ag- again, obviously it's, a, it's another win for Liverpool, despite, I would say, not playing at their best. Um, I thought actually Man United played quite well in this one. I thought Fred and Matic had... Good games, um, but there was um, there was one talking point, which is the um, the so-called foul on De Gea by Virgil van Dijk. Um, I've seen it, and for me, I, I honestly can't see how foul was given. Um, his arms aren't in the air; he doesn't seem to be impeding De Gea that much. To be to be fair, and I don't know what you thought about it.
1: Well, I am firmly in the goalkeepers' union as you know. <laughs> oh, no. But, personally, I think he's got to be stronger there. Like you say, I, I think that's just two people going for the ball. I think he's got the advantage. He can jump with his arms in the air and catch the ball above head height. The fact that he's not been able to do that, I think it's probably more his fault than anything. I know Van Dijk's tall, but I think he does have to be a little bit stronger there. Um, I, can, I can see why it's given. There's a lot of protection for goalkeepers these days. But, uh, the the thing that confused me more than anything is he got booked for the protesting that the goal had been given and then the goal got ruled out and then he's still, gets the still on cup. a yellow card. <laughs> yeah
0: I did think that I did think that one. Uh, a,
1: it happened it made me laugh I just thought that is because VAR looks at everything now if you're a player you you, you are aware of it surely that if there is a contentious decision. They're going to have a look at it. There's no point in running up to the referee. It's just a stupid, stupid yellow card. I think the fact that he maybe demonstrated so much almost showed that he felt he was guilty. I don't. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But for me, yeah, that's that's not a foul.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was to be fair. And um, but um, like I said, I thought May not have played well, but obviously they get caught. Um, For the last goal, Salah, um, he's away. Daniel James can't really do much other than just keep up with him for pace, but a really nice finish from Salah. Um, What about, um, obviously, the news that Marcus Rashford is probably going to be out for seven, maybe eight weeks? um, A a huge blow to to Manchester United.
1: Yeah, you struggle to see where they're going to replace him. He's been so important for them. Uh, whether they'll try and get someone in in January, I, I don't know. It's probably a little bit too late for that. But um, they need to get him back scoring again if they have got any chance of, of getting further up the league. And I think for England as well, he's it's better to have a fit Rashford going into any tournament than uh, somebody who's just come back from injury. So I, I hope he is back and playing quickly because... You know, we've had it before where we've gone into international tournaments and players have maybe played the last game of the season and they've been taken uh, on, a, on an international tournament and they've just not looked fit as fit as they normally are. No. So I hope it's not another case. And we're going to have the same with Kane as well. Oh, yeah. um, and all of a sudden our, our plethora of strikers is... Mm. is, is
0: well, I'd, the Kane one is is one for me where I, I don't... I think he may go, but not in the capacity where he'll play, play any part in it, on the pitch. Maybe just as sort of an advisory role or something. I think it'd be worth taking him either way, but... He is the that.
1: captain for a reason, I think, that it would be good to have him around and address him.
0: So, um, obviously, everyone's talking about it now. It, it, was this the weekend that, that Liverpool, I think, can firmly say that they've won the title? 16 points, game in hand. Don't look like losing. So I think um, if it if it if there was a slight hope for any team, obviously with the results that they went this weekend, um, I think it is all all but over now.
1: Yeah, I think it is. I think looking at the fixtures that Liverpool have got left, really, you can only see them slipping up against potentially Man City. And we said that once already this season, and they played Man City and well played them off and part really. Um yeah, i I I still think they're gonna go unbeaten. <clears throat> I think the title is is basically in their hands. I think they can start celebrating now really. It's such a big points difference. It's gonna be one of the major collapses in world football if they don't win it from here. Oh yeah. So I think um, I think
0: definitely questions us if they didn't win it from here.
1: <laughs> yeah, and mind you I'm saying that you look at where Leeds were <laughs> a few minutes a few months ago in the Championship and how far clear they were and, and look at them, things can change. But you've got to say with the squad that Liverpool have got, when Daniel James is one of the quickest players in the Premier League and, and Salah has, with the ball, gone stride for stride with him and scored. When you've got your goalkeeper assist like that in the 90, 94th minute or, or whatever it was, not players who can do that. You just... The confidence yeah. is like you expect the game. And uh,
0: Alisson, the quickest player on the pitch to get to Mo Salah to, to celebrate the goal. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: love that. I love that. i was literally seen it like to him just sliding in on the bottom of the pitcher. I think,
1: where the hell has he come from? But yeah, it
0: was a, uh, that was it's a good moment for him.
1: Brilliant. And and on a couple of months ago when I was on here, I was mentioning that Ben Foster had had more shots on target than Jesse Lingard. Well, Alisson's got more assists than Jesse Lingard this season, so I'm going on the theme of goalkeepers doing more things than Jesse Lingard can do. Um, awesome. So, yeah, that ticks my boxes. Brilliant. <laughs> <Great job. laughs> well, uh, we'll move on to the Man City Palace
0: game. Um, strange one, this one. One that you wouldn't have expected Man City to drop points on, but I think the way that some of the games have gone for them this season it's not really that surprising. But um, obviously... Uh, Palace taking the lead, then Man City uh, equalising, obviously, Guerra getting his 250th and 251st goal for them. Um, But Palace, you know, great build-up for the Fernandinho um, goal. Um, He uh, put it into his own net. I have just got to stop you there because there is a penalty at Chelsea. David Luiz has been sent off. Oh, no. Uh, he said, have, oh, of Ridge. Oh, dear. oh, dear. We'll come back to that in a minute. But, yeah, like I said, um, Fernandinho, own goal. Uh, a, gr- a great point for Palace.
1: Yeah, they seem to be a bit of a bogey side for Man City. I remember them getting... Uh, I think, did they win at Man City last season when Townsend scored that absolute Dragons? Oh, that rocket.
0: It was a rocket, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um... They just—they always seem to turn up against Man City, and they, Man City always seem to struggle. And to be fair, I'm, i only managed to catch the highlights of this. If it wasn't for Aguero, Man City would have lost comfortably. Um, I thought Palace more than deserved a point out of it. To be honest, um, if it had stayed two-one, I think they would have been very, very unlucky to have come out of it with nothing. They—they they put a proper shift in, and um, yeah, it's just. When you have Aguero in a side, you're never out of it, obviously. But how important has he been for them over the years? How many times have we seen them it's do going that? To be such
0: such a big loss for when I know that they've got the almost pinning their hopes on um, Gabriel Jesus, but he's he's not Aguero. I, don't, I, I think they need to realise that as soon as possible,
1: because yeah. when
0: Aguero goes, it's not going to be good for them. They're going to need to find a world class striker.
1: He's missed a penalty tonight, I think, Jesus, as well. So um, okay. he's really at the moment. But, yeah, I, the defending from City's point of view, when, you, when you're when you running champions, obviously they've lost Vincent Company, who, um, although he, he was injured quite a lot towards the end of his Man City career, yeah. probably didn't, didn't play as much as he would have liked to have done. Do you think they need a centre-half? In January, or do you think they're going to wait until? No, summer? I think
0: they'll wait. I think they'll wait. They've got plenty of um uh centre halves, I think, you know, to come back. Um, but yeah,
1: no,
0: I think they'll be all right. I don't think, I can't see him buying too many players, to be honest.
1: I just think that with Fernandinho, obviously, he's a you know, he's a great player. I'm not blaming him for the own goal or anything, but he is playing out of position and. You've conceded two goals at home to, to Crystal Palace, who aren't the most free-scoring of teams. Maybe they will wait until the summer, but I really think they, they they miss company a lot, and I think they need his leadership more than anything. Mm. I think they need to look for a, a big centre-half coming in in January mm-hmm. or or in the summer.
0: They definitely have missed Laporte. I'm not, I don't think that's, I mean, that's oh, very yeah. clear to see. So yeah, yeah. Well, find- Just before uh, we move on to the Saints-Wolves game, Chelsea did score that penalty, um, Jorginho scoring um, and David Luiz has been sent off so, Big uh,
1: boy's so it's a
0: really really bad back pass from Mustafi, he's gone to kick it back to the goalkeeper, he's put no pace on it and Abraham got past the keeper um, David Luiz brought him down in the box and uh, VAR did look at it and agreed with the referee that he should be sent off but not a great return for him back to Stamford Bridge so yeah,
1: my fantasy league. Jorginho with the goal and Abraham with the assist, and they're both in my fantasy league teams. So that's great so news. Yeah, we'll me.
0: see, we'll see how that goes now. But yeah, and to be fair, if he if he hadn't bought Abraham down, he was, Abraham was going to score anyway. So, yep. So one nil that. Uh, we'll move on to the Six Wolves game. Um, yikes! To be a Saints fan this season, Thanks. eh? Either <laughs> you. Uh, you'd, Cool. You've seen some. You've seen some pretty decent games, but unfortunately, not all the results have gone your way. Um, I have to say though, Adama Torore, week in, week out, putting in really, really solid performances, um, and one of the one of my favourite players probably in the Premier League at the moment. Um, everything that, everything about that second half for Wolves was to do with him um but yeah i i don't know what your take on the game was
1: yeah he was brilliant he was absolutely brilliant and he showed flashes of it when he was at villa um but i don't think even the most optimistic at villa fans would have expected him to turn out into quite the player that he is he's just yeah. when you've got that pace it just worries absolutely everyone and with wolves what the, he he's not the only player that can do something for them because oh. what suits him is Raul Jimenez just hitting the target every sim- every single time. He just every time he gets half a chance he seems to get on target and you know he scored against Southampton. I think I think he scored the winning the winning goal. I think he scored the final one. And yeah. he's, a- he's a big player for them as well. He- they're just a great squad at the moment, Wolves. They just They've look got- there's strength everywhere. There's pace out on the wing. They've got a good striker. They've got the passing in midfield with um, Moutinho and, and Neves is is unreal at times, knocking those sort of crossfield. They remind me a bit of Steven Gerrard when he was at Liverpool, knocking those like 50-yard balls crossfield. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was. I mean, what a game to watch. It looked at, it's nailed on Southampton win, 2-0 up at half-time. I think they played really well. They pressured Wolves high up the pitch. And I don't know what was said at half-time, whether they were told to sort of sit back and, and try and keep the lead. But that just gave Wolves a little didn't bit of time work. to play up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's what happened. I think Saints in the second half, they were almost a bit naive. They sat back far too much, let the likes of Adama Torre Jimenez um, run at them and, and they just fell apart, to be fair. Um, yeah, it's, you've got to, you have got to feel... Sorry for Saints, I think, a little bit this season. Um, obviously, the 9-1 against Leicester, not great. But um, obviously, them beating Leicester last week as well. I thought maybe it was a, maybe it might kick-start them a little bit. But They've been on didn't.
1: a good run recently. They've been on, I thought confidence would be high going into the Wolves game. And it it was almost as if at half time that just disappeared and I'm not Mm. sure what happened. Yeah, well, Wolves, a great
0: three points, um, but we'll move on to the team that Saints beat last week. That was Burnley-Leicester. Now, last week I did say that I thought that that would just be a small blip for Leicester, but uh, that didn't seem the case at the weekend. I thought they might bounce back, but they were, again, they were quite poor going forward. And that's one strength that they've had all season is going forward and, and scoring plenty of goals. But so it's not right. and so it's not, it's not happening for them at the moment. But credit to Burnley, three points, uh, well-deserved.
1: Massive three points for them. Yeah, it was probably the shock result of the weekend for me. Um, Leicester, obviously, like you said, I, I agreed with you last week. I thought it was just a temporary blip. But um, yes, yeah, something seems to have happened to them yeah. where they're not potent going forward. Obviously, Vardy missed the penalty, and um, you know, credit to Pope. Last week, we sort of blamed him for the mistake against Chelsea, um, but he's got with a massive penalty oh, yeah. spot this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Vardy missing the penalty, which is unlike him, but um, yeah, I, this like I said, the free flow of football just seems to have stopped at the moment, and. I think they've sort of got into old habits that they had pre Brendan Rodgers. He must have been there now for almost a year. I reckon it must be almost a year he's been there. I think because so I'm pretty sure it was sort of January, February he was hired. But uh, yeah, but but Burnley, I, I thought were fantastic. They did what they needed to do, and obviously Sean Dodge should have would have been very very happy with that.
1: Yeah, it's gone a long way to getting them clear of the relegation zone, and. Yeah, Leicester were again. They would have seen this as a game that they should really be winning. Um, but to be fair, Harvey Barnes, I thought, had a great game. His goal was brilliant.
0: Yeah, it was a really um, nice
1: goal. Opening goal of the game was was fantastic. But um, Burnley are a physical side. It just it didn't really look like Leicester were up for it at the back. I think there was a few balls into the box where they were, Burnley were first to it. Leicester just seemed to sort of. I don't know whether they're they're not the tallest at the back, um, and 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 Burnley just sort of they they seem to win the first and second balls, and I, I'm not quite sure what happened. There. It's not really like Leicester because their work rate to this point has been good, but I think they said on match of the day actually they they were the busiest over the Christmas period, and and, and maybe that is catching up with them a little bit. Maybe they yeah. need a break.
0: Maybe because he did rest Chilwell and was um, it Ch- 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 I think he rested as well. So. Um, you can see he is trying to take care of the players so Um, yeah I'll just see what's next Um, (laughs) I'll let you uh, have a round well I'll just say this Everton are beating Newcastle 2-0 tonight so thoroughly deserved for Everton Um, (laughs) I just it was just an awful game to watch the amount of chances that we we didn't take the amount of passes we were playing in and around their box just couldn't couldn't penetrate them they were just so well you know so well defended they they look really sharp at the back Newcastle and then obviously the killer blow for me obviously they they get a corner in the 93rd minute and end up scoring didn't clear the corner very well ball comes back in for some reason there's only one of our defenders trying to mark three of their players and Isaac Hayden of all players but yeah. Oh, I, I wasn't happy, to say the least.
1: <laughs> do you think that... I, I know Terry's left some years ago now, but with Cahill going in the summer as well, do you think we've spoken about leadership tonight? Is there a lack of leadership at the back, maybe? Um, yeah. Hitter, out. We've got obviously got
0: Azpilicueta, who is the, the captain at the moment. He's a good captain, um, but... Yeah, I, I kind of understand what you mean. I, I've always said this season that if that's one thing that we need to work on is is probably getting another central defender and another left-back in as well. But they don't seem to be going out there to, 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 to sign anyone at the moment. So it doesn't even look like they're going to sign a winger or a striker. So, yeah, it's just the game was really, really poor. And like I said, was not happy at the end. <laughs> that's just the way Kepa the game goes. Have, uh,
1: do you think but, Kepa yeah. could have could have saved um, the header? It looked to me like he got a big hand to he it. He got but, a hand uh, to it,
0: didn't he? But it just wasn't enough. Yeah, I've got I've got mixed feelings on Kepa. I think I think is is the overall package is okay. It's when the ball's at his feet. I think he's at uh, his most vulnerable. Is some of the times where he kicks the ball out is just awful. Um, but he's got a good good set of hands on him. Um, probably, probably you know one of the better keepers in in the league. He's no no he's nowhere near the best, but um, yeah. But most expensive goalkeeper in the world. So yeah, <laughs> crazy, really.
1: Live up to yeah. Yeah, but to be fair to Newcastle, I I don't know what to make of Newcastle this year. I don't know about you, Chris, but they Mm. seem to be such an odd side. They come up with results like this, and then, obviously, like like you said tonight, they're losing 2-0 to Everton. It's just... I suppose it's a classic Steve Bruce side, really, isn't it? It's just one one win, followed by a loss, followed by another win. it, it, It was similar at Villa, but... Yeah, I don't... Do you think they've got enough to go on to the next level with Bruce in charge and, and with Ashley? Um, big club, and they, they don't deserve yeah. to be down there. I think I think the
0: thing is at the moment, mate, is the the whole owner situation has been going on for so long now that you know the club has been up for sale for, for some time, and that doesn't seem to be going away, and not suit with with the owners wanting to leave. Mike Ashley, he's not going to be wanting to put money into the club as much as what he would obviously if he was staying. So, um, I think transfer wise, I, don't, I think they'll they are going to have to sell to buy. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be hard for Bruce to get them to that sort of next level. But for them, what isn't it is next level a top 10 finish and then trying to push for a Europa. I, I don't really know. I, they're so up and down. It's not very consistent, really, are they? So it's, it's always hard to uh, to measure really what um, what they can actually
1: do. Yeah, I think Ashley's obviously wanted to sell the club for a little while, um, but I don't know. I don't know whether he's sort of making it up almost because it's been going on for so long. You must have thought there must be someone out there.
0: Yeah, willing. you've seen, you've heard of. People wanting to take over, but it's just never nothing's never come of it. So yeah. I'm not really too sure, mate. To be honest, <laughs> hopefully they, <laughs> they get it yeah. yeah, I think for the fans as well, it's not nice, is it? That obviously they've no. got all this. It's like they're in limbo really at the moment. But they're they're doing well at the moment for for all obviously the crap that they have to take off the field. Is uh, I think they are doing pretty well. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll go on to the Norwich Bournemouth game. Um, Two red cards in this game. One absolute stunning save by Steve Kerr. <laughs> uh, not really too short to make of that. Obviously, he's done it to, to save the goal, but at the, at the same time, he's got himself sent off and they scored the penalty, which ends up winning the game for, for Norwich. So, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking, really. I, I, yeah. yeah, I might Personally, I don't think he should have done it. I, was, I thought it was quite a silly thing to do, but I don't know what you thought about it.
1: Yeah, I, I think maybe instinct has taken over. He's obviously on the floor, and he's just seeing the ball coming at him and just trying to keep it out any way he can. But yeah, it is daft, you'd obviously rather go 1-0 down with 11 men on the pitch than concede a penalty, get someone sent off. Yeah, they were... Um, it's a funny moment, though. I mean, you know, we're talking about it.
0: And, yeah, oh, definitely. It
1: just really made me laugh. The game,
0: the game <laughs> itself, the game itself was, was really poor anyway. Um, without the red cards, we probably wouldn't have been talking about this game for probably another 10, 15 minutes. But um, the other red card was for Godfrey, um, his tackle. Um, it was one of those. It was, it was a bit like the Aubameyang one um, last week. Uh, at first, you do not really see it, but it was good to see the referee using the monitor on the side of the pitch and then obviously uh, overturning the, the yellow card to, uh, to a red.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it was the right decision as well. Definitely, I think you've got, yeah. You've got to be consistent, and if you are going to send a Bamiyang off the week before, then for me it was yeah, similar. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it was a red card. And I, uh, I do just want to... There, Chris, because I do believe that Aston Villa have just equalised oh, against Watford. Luis Louisa scored, which um, yeah, for a team without a striker, it's, it's good news for <laughs> me. So back in it, but yeah, I think um, I, the notes I made from this one were in really about the big trouble that Bournemouth are in. Yeah, this is bad. It's bad news for them
0: as well.
1: Really bad news, uh, and I thought, um, you know. With Steve Cook, the, the daft thing is he's obviously he's now suspended for three games and he's gonna be a huge loss. Like he's there, he is their main centre back, um, and he's gonna be crucial. I think we've got them soon. And that is a sixth point uh, this season, if ever there yeah. was one. So are gonna need all their players. But you know, good win for Norwich, if if they use this as a catalyst to go on and get a few more results, they may have a chance of staying up. But
0: uh, per- I, I don't
1: that. know what people- <laughs> they got like two sides that were in really big trouble to me mm. well,
0: um, i said that when yeah. um after norwich got the Winterman man city i said that they'd use this as a as a pillar to uh, to go on <laughs> and uh everyone yeah. since so, so so
1: yeah, yeah.
0: but um are now in big trouble but um one team that aren't in trouble anymore or haven't really been all season sheffield united um yeah. Picking up a really, really well earned point here against Arsenal, um, but Arsenal not in the, the finest of forms at the moment. They just can't seem to get a decent rhythm going. Arsenal can they? Of results, it's just either draws or losses for them at the moment, and you know it's not not great really if you're an Arsenal fan. But if you're a Sheffield United fan, on the other hand, your team are in you know top top seven, top six, and. You got players all over the pitch that that are working at sort of hundred and ten percent every game. Like that, is it? Fle- it's John Fleck, isn't it? He scored yeah. the goal for them. but like, what player is he's been one of the players that's been with them as well since League uh, League One as well. I I saw so
1: he's been brilliant, and they picked him up from I think it was Coventry for next to nothing. Um, mm. And I, you can say the same about a lot of Sheffield United players. I know that. Ender Stevens is still playing for them. I think he joined from Villa for hardly anything. And Lundström has been there since League One. And the amazing job that Chris Wilder has done, that I actually did fancy them to get something out of this game. And really, I'm looking at it now and thinking it was a good point for Arsenal because they've drawn against the top six side. And they are uh, in the bottom half. The notes I made were that Arsenal have won six games this season, which is actually the same as Villa. And that's just astonishing, Straight, really. Yeah. If if, if, I'd have, if someone had said to me, oh, you know, 25 games into the season or whatever, you'll have the same wins as Arsenal, I'd, I'd have snapped their hand off thinking we were looking at European football. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what you think, Chris, but obviously about Bamiang and Lacazette are Arsenal's outstanding players at the moment. Do they wait for Arsenal to pull this around or... You know with Martinelli coming through and, and looking like a bit of a talent, do Arsenal just say, Right, we're starting from scratch, we'll get yeah. a bit bigger well, play. the play?
0: The main thing what happened is when Arteta took over, um, I did say that Arsenal were defending a lot better, but they have really slipped into bad habits again in the last three or four games. Um, it's really poor at the back, they give the ball away so much. So I'm watching it now, and every time they've got the ball at the back. They just really don't know look like they know what to do with it. And, you know, obviously Bamiang's not playing today, but um obviously Lacazette as but he's just he's just wasted up there at the moment. Obviously where they've done the ten men as well, they've lost another man. They've put holding on as well. So they've lost another man in midfield. So uh, again I don't think they'll get any money. I think they'll have to sell to buy if they're gonna do it this this month. Um but going on their league performance, are they going to be able to sign that sort of world class player that I think they desperately need?
1: Yeah, well, I, if you were Aubameyang, what what do you think you'd do? Because I'd be banging on the door to leave. You'd I'd certainly,
0: think be thinking, thinking about it, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. uh, I think you'd see how it goes this season. Um, it's looking less and less likely, especially if they lose tonight against Chelsea, that they're actually going to get anything in Europe this season. So. I don't know. I don't know what you do, but, yeah. Um, we'll, well, just before we go to the Brighton-Villa game, Brighton are actually 3-0 down to Bournemouth tonight, so <laughs> Bournemouth really on form there. Um, so Brighton-Villa at the weekend, a uh, good point for Villa or should they have won the game? I thought Grealish, his goal was really good, actually, Grealish. Um, he was really well taken, hit really well. Uh, the one question I have about Grealish is, is the whole relegation situation. If if you go down, you will probably lose money if you don't sell him now. If you get what I mean, if you sell him now, I think you'll get 10, 15 million more than what you would if you sell him next season and end up in the championship. But I don't think he personally, I don't think he'll leave. I don't think he wants to leave. I think he'll want to stay there to the end of the season.
1: Yeah, I hope he does. I hope he wants to um, battle it out with us and and keep us up. I think if there's anyone who's going to do it, it it probably will be him. Like you said, great goal at the weekend and we've relied on him so many times this season to drag us out a point from a losing position, You know, get us three points from a, a drawing position. And if we were to sell him now in January, I think you're looking at 35 million plus comfortably. Some of the figures that are being quoted for players like Madison, um, I think he can easily compete with with those kind of figures. If we were to go down, I don't think any Villa fan would blame him for wanting to leave. You know, he gave us what three years in the championship where he didn't really need to. I think the first year we got relegated, he, he, he may well have had offers to go elsewhere. I don't know whether he turned them down, but. You know, while we we're in the championship, he definitely did have offers to go elsewhere, and he stayed there. So we can't ask much more of him. You know, he's a better player than championship level. So if we if we were to get relegated, I think you could look at a cut price fee for 15, 20 million and I don't yeah. think you could get a bit of a bargain with that. But yeah, I, I, I think at full time, I was pleased with the draw. Uh, I think it was a fair result, really. Um, first half, we were awful. Uh, But we did grow into the game as the second half went on. But the, the main problem I think I had with it was that we scored with 15 or so minutes to go. And then that was enough. We just wanted to sit back. And it's cost us so many times this season. We were fortunate it didn't this time. Rainer made a good save towards the end. But it was worrying that we got to one all against Brighton and thought, oh, well, that's it, we're going to shut up shop because we <laughs> don't have the players to do that. Boy boys couldn't have.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's strange, really. Um, I, I thought, personally, you could have gone on and got something more out of that game. Like you said, I thought you kind of scored the goal and then kind of went a bit defensive, and I think... You know, I don't mean to sound rude, but Villa defensively, at the best of times, aren't great. I think you were just inviting the pressure from Brighton, um, but it was quite risky. But I think you got a point at the end of it, and obviously, I, I, I don't know. I, I really, for you, for your sake, I want to say that they're going to stay up. But the more and more I see the teams around them winning these games, the more and more I think, I think it could, it could be all over for Villa.
1: Yeah, this is. I think the teams around us are all either hitting form now or they've had their run of sort of five or six games to beaten and it's got them out of it. Like Southampton were in deep trouble and then they went on a good run. Um, Newcastle were in trouble and then they went on a bit of a decent run. I think the only yeah. teams yet to have that run are obviously Norwich, who are below us, Bournemouth, who are winning tonight, and West Ham. And I think it's a matter of time before Moyes turns them around. So, yeah, it is not looking good for us at the moment. But you know, we're we're one all with Watford tonight. One goal could give us that three points we need. We've got Bournemouth coming up. Uh, we've got other teams around us coming up. I can't remember who else. Um, but if you if you know if we we do manage to pick up three points in the next ten minutes or so great, and then if you can get another in, a, in the next game, you're all of a sudden, you, you're looking at, at being sort of 14th. So, I I don't think it's over yet, but we've got a lot to do. Um, I think bringing in a goal scorer, because we've obviously signed Samata, as of yesterday, was desperately needed. Maybe he can fire us the goals that we need. Um, I know he's done quite well for Genk, so um, he's got a good scoring record there, and if he can carry that into the English game, I know it's a completely different league, but You never know. I'm remaining hopeful, Chris. I'm remaining hopeful. Uh (coughs) Positive. Um, I've got everything crossed that we have got enough to stay up. But at the moment, I've got to say, I do agree with you, it isn't looking likely. Uh,
0: So next up, we've got two games left. So West Ham Everton is the first of those two games. Um, Probably... If you had to say two of the most inconsistent teams in the last sort of three or four years, you'd probably say West Ham and Everton. I'd say, <laughs> yeah. uh, and the game really did did show you that. Obviously, the, the game ended in a draw. Um, I have to say, though, I do Everton do look a lot better under Aaron Chilotti, Um in such a short space of time. Um, I think going forward, I, I, again, I don't think they're going to buy anyone in, in this. In now, but in the summer, if he's given a bit of money, I think he can he can really do something with that team, um, bringing a few players and you know, Everton and this team that are trying to push for that top four spot, but they're far from it at the moment. Let's just say that West Ham I agree with what you said. I think David Moyes will be able to turn something around there, but I think he again just needs times two 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 teams under two new managers, so. Um, and, but I thought the game wasn't great, but I think both teams probably very happy with the draw.
1: Yeah, it was a poor game, really, but um, another goal for Calvert-Lewin. He's um, done well since Ancelotti's come in. If he, I think if he keeps up the scoring record, and he's, looking he's at how scored. he was right... He has in scored in
0: tonight as well. He, he's
1: got thing another thing. one. Yeah, he's, he's the last or six games he seems to be finding the back of the net all the time and with um, with England strikers dropping like flies you never know um, for the Euros if, if Rashford and if Kane are out and you know it, it's only going to take one more injury and we might be looking at you know maybe picking him for the for the Euros but yeah actually he's done a wonderful job he's a, he's a big name to bring people in in the summer I think they've got to give him a little bit of time to do that and mould the squad to how he wants it Moyes, I think, <clears throat> was actually quite interesting in his interview after the game because he was actually quite positive and he was energetic and it was almost the opposite of what Pellegrini's been in uh, in interviews for them. He's, yeah. you know, he's a, a down, like down um, you know, he's, he's he's not very enthusiastic about anything. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting how Moyes spoke about Going and winning the game, and how we thought they should have attacked a little bit more because it's almost the opposite of how they have been under Pellegrini.
0: Yeah, I, the thing was Pellegrini. I think things just got a bit stale for him. I just don't think that they were going anywhere really. So, uh, but yeah, a good, like I said, good point all round for them. Um, but we'll move on to the Watford Tottenham game, which was probably the worst game of the. Um, off the weekend I will literally just I've summed this up with what Rich Rich said to us uh he said times are bad when a point away at Watford is a good result yeah <laughs> so, that's literally uh literally sums up the game I think they're in one obviously they did miss a penalty Watford but other than that it wasn't a great game um I think this is you know the Obviously, no Harry Kane for Tottenham. They really didn't look like they were going to be able to score either throughout the whole game, but not a great game for Tottenham.
1: No, it wasn't. I mean, they, I think they had one chance which was cleared off the line by a matter of, I think, a millimetre or, or something like that. But other than that, didn't really threaten and had Gazaniga to thank at the end um, with a great penalty save from Dini. Uh Yeah, Two teams that I think will end up mid-table this season, unfortunately for Rich. Um, it's looking like Spurs are sort of set into their inconsistencies, shall we say. and They've been on a, a little bit of a poor run, but they're obviously going to be fine. I think Mourinho's going to have the summer to mould the squad to, to how he wants it. and um, Yeah, we'll see where they are next season. I think it'll be a really interesting one to see who's actually stays at Spurs next season. I think big names like Ericsson want to leave. And I wonder if a few more are going to follow if they don't get European football.
0: I think you might be right there. But um, obviously, Rich, he's, I think he's always given up this season. <laughs> but
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, that is it for part one. And we'll be back in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's podcast. We're going to go straight into the Football League review. and Liam's going to be doing Championship and League One.
1: Yeah, so West Brom stayed top despite not playing until last night. Um, they actually ended up losing to Stoke in the end. I've had that down as a banker of a win, but they're still top by a point uh, due to Leeds losing again. They lost 1-0 to QPR. And they're now only four points clear of third place. The other big news for Leeds was that Phillips got a red card so he's going to be suspended for three games and that could be a huge loss for them. Fulham, Brentford, Forest and Swansea make up the remaining playoff places. Nottingham Forest beat bottom club Luton by three goals to one on the Sunday. Swansea beat strugglers Wigan coming from behind to win 2-1. That's 27 points lost from winning positions for Wigan this season. So that's Huge for them and a main reason why they're struggling. Brentford could only manage a nil-nil draw with Huddersfield. Fulham beat Middlesbrough 1-0 in the Friday night game. And elsewhere, Barnsley remained in the bottom three after losing to a late Bristol City winner. There was a big away win for Blackburn Rovers. I'm making that my score of the weekend because they won 5-0 away at Sheffield Wednesday, who had Massimo Luongo sent off. Lewis Holtby scored twice. I don't know whether you remember him. I'm sure yeah, yeah, yeah. first. Um, Andre Green scored against former club Preston, but that wasn't enough for Charlton, who ended up losing 2-1. Millwall beat Reading by two goals to nil, and there was a one-all draw between Birmingham and Cardiff. The only thing to note really in that game was that 16-year-old Jude Bellingham was on the score sheet again for Birmingham City. Interleague One, and Rotherham keep up the pace at the top by beating Bristol Rovers by three goals to nil. Wickham bounced back from their 4-0 defeat last week against Sunderland to remain level on points with them. They beat Rochdale 2-1. Sunderland crept into the final playoff place themselves by beating MK Dons 1-0. The other playoff places at the moment go to Ipswich, Coventry and Oxford. Ipswich beat Struggling Tranmere by 2-1. Coventry got a great away win at Doncaster by a goal to 0, but Oxford could only manage a draw away at Gillingham. At the bottom... Bolton's troubles continue after they lost 1-0 at home to Portsmouth. But congratulations to Sol Campbell, who finally picked up his first win as Southend boss 2-1 away at Accrington Stanley. The other game saw Fleetwood and Shrewsbury play out an entertaining 2 all draw, and AFC Wimbledon shot for Peterborough by beating them 1-0. Lincoln also beat Blackpool by the same scoreline, and that's up to date with the Championship and League One.
0: OK, so uh, League 2, top of the league, Swindon, went down 2-0 against Newport. So they are now level on points with with a game in hand. Is Exeter, they're in second. They beat Grimsby away by a goal to nil. Whilst Crewe in third, they also won 1-0 against Cheltenham. Plymouth were up to fourth as they beat Mansfield 3-1 and Bradford drew 2 all with Scunthorpe. Bradford were 2 up in that game but ended up drawing. Northampton rise sixth. They thrash Morecambe by four goals to one. And in seventh just is Cheltenham, obviously after they lost 1-0. At the bottom, Morecambe are actually now bottom on goal difference. Obviously they lost 4-1, as I just said. Um, And has actually managed to beat Cambridge away 4-0, which is those sorts of results of Stevenage have not come easy. So uh, yeah, great win for them. That lifts them off the bottom. Uh, in the National League, uh, Yeovil have actually slipped a third this week. They drew 2 all with Hartlepool. Uh, Yeovil did, however, finish the game with 10 men after Reese Murphy was sent off. So, uh, a bit on predictions now. Uh, so, again, Liam won uh, this weekend. He beat myself and Hayden. He got 29 points. So I got 19. Hayden got 16. Uh, and a big weekend for you this weekend, Liam.
1: Yes, it is. Massive. So, uh,
0: So this week, do you want to reveal who the guest is?
1: Uh, I can do, yeah. The guest is my wonderful girlfriend, Laura. So uh, there will be a lot of, yeah, um, a lot of tense games this week, I think, in the uh, the Uh, FA Cup. There is...
0: There is a tradition on this podcast that you do not beat the wives and girlfriends very easily on here. <laughs> uh, but we'll, uh, we'll have all that information put on the social medias over the weekend, and the fixtures will the, the fixtures we've got will be up in the next couple of days. Uh, so here we go, Wonders of White. Now, Rich always moans at me, because I never ever put any, any ones on there that are negative about Chelsea, but it's taken me nearly eighteen months, but I've managed to find a negative one about Chelsea. So I hope Rich is listening. <laughs> uh, so Kepper has the worst save percentage of any goalkeeper in the Premier League. In fact, out of the one hundred and thirty-two goalkeepers in the top seven leagues, he ranks one hundred twenty-seventh in save percentages. Wow! So uh, is... yeah, so take that as how you want. Um, but yeah that does not look good on paper.
1: <laughs> that's astonishing. Yeah, I never do that's amazing. Our most expensive keeper in the world, Chris, as you say.
0: Yeah. He's fifth from bottom in the safe percentage rankings. Uh Barcelona are the first team to attempt five hundred plus passes in a single half of a football match in La Liga and failing to score since their own record in 05-06 season. Wow. Uh, Jack Greenish has scored more goals against Brighton than he has against any other side in his senior career. and nice. Sp- Spurs have ended a 93 Premier League game run of not being involved in a 0-0 draw after they drew 0-0 at the weekend Watford. Nice. So... So, yeah, that was the wonders of white for this week. Rich, I hope you're listening because there was a negative Chelsea one in there. So, moving on to the teaser answer. Now, you seem pretty confident that you might know this. Um, I, however, I don't know why, but David Healy is is in my mind. But now I come to think of it, did he actually play that many games in the Premier League? I just remember him scoring against England. I don't know why. There's always this in my mind that game. It's um, a bit at the moment. But I've got some other ones that I've thought of whilst we were um, recording. Um, one of the other ones I thought of was um, the West Brom player. Is it Brunt? We well, used to play for West Brom, Chris Brunt. Now, I know he's Northern Ireland. He must have scored a few goals for West Brom.
1: I think he, scored a, he did score because he used to take their free kicks and stuff.
0: So,
1: so, yeah. you, so, the other one I thought of, so I, I, I'm sure I've seen the person who it is on something like Match of the Day or um, some kind of football show. And you know, when they bring the caption up of their name and it says their achievement underneath, like, um, I don't know, it'll, it'll say, like on Sky, it'll say Gary Neville, two times Champions League winner. And this one like said. I'm sure that this said, Ian Dowie, Northern Ireland, goal scorer Brilliant. in the Premier League. Right. And I remember at the time thinking, that sounds ridiculous. But I'm sure that I've seen that somewhere. Any other player that I thought of, maybe Stephen Davis, purely for the amount of games he played in the Premier League. I know he's not a big goal scorer. So but... you, you seem very
0: confident with Ian Dowie. so uh, yeah.
1: It wasn't long ago. I'm sure it was on, I can't remember what football show I was watching. Well, it might have been the championship highlights or something like that. But um, it definitely said Ian Dowie, Northern Ireland's top goal in the Premier League. I'm not so going that's... to change
0: your mind this week. Um,
1: <laughs> we will we'll go with Ian Dowie.
0: Uh, just give me two seconds. Uh to Northern Ireland. So yeah, yeah, you're right. It is Ian Dowie. He's got thirty three. Uh Chris Brock was second actually of twenty four. And Stephen Davies was third, joint third with Keith Gillespie on seventeen. So yeah. Oh, so
1: oh, 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 Keith Gillespie. Yeah, he did score a lot, didn't
0: he? Yeah, so well 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 done. Uh to us. Well, I say us as you Liam, again, they <laughs> got it right. Um, so, yeah,
1: somewhere in the memory bank on that one.
0: Pete, we've uh, we've got half a point back, so we are coming to uh, catch you up now. Um, but yeah, but that is uh, that's it for this week. Um, just to say, Chelsea are still one nil. They've got a chance, as usual, it's not taken. Uh, so yeah, so we'll be back uh, next week. So we'll see you then.